What's up, everyone? I'm Benny Guadarrama. Welcome back to another episode of Founders Party, where I interview rockstar founders about their startups, their mission and vision, and the journey thus far. Today, I'm very excited and very happy to be talking to Jordan Forche, who is the CEO and founder of Forche Technologies. Jordan, how's it going? How are you doing? Pretty awesome. Doing great. How are you doing, Benny? I am doing great. Thanks, man. Uh, it's uh, so just so everyone knows, uh, Jordan's a fellow Sun Devil, and we're, all, we're actually both part of the same program technological entrepreneurship and management, which is sweet. So it's good to have a former classmate of mine on the pod, talk about what he's building. I've had the privilege of having some classes, being on the same teams as Jordan. So it's good to see him and he's gonna talk about his company today. So Jordan, just to get started and to tell the listeners, what is Forche Technologies? What are you working on? Yeah, so Forche Technologies specializes in thermal management solutions for mobile electronics. So in every way your phone heats up, we aim to cool it down. Um, there's a quite a few common scenarios in which a lot of people can relate to, such as like when you're at the pool and you got your phone out or like pool at the beach, you got your phone sitting out and it overheats in the sun, or let's say you're wirelessly charging your phone or you're trying to FaceTime and you charge your phone. It just, it'll shut off. Usually that's what happens to a lot of people. So right now I'm working on two different products to address those issues. One of them is a case that gets colder in the sun without electricity. It's really cool. Um, literally. And the other one is a wireless charger that actively cools your phone with, uh, with really advanced water cooling and thermal electric plate system. So both of those products, um, they're, they're two separate products, but both those products pretty much cover all the ways in which your phone can overheat. Super interesting, man. Sweet. Yeah. FaceTime uh, always seems to drain your battery uh, in the worst way. I it literally, it, it, it's gone. It goes from like 90% to like 20% in a matter of less than 10 minutes, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. But- now more than ever, now more than ever, because, uh, then on the newer iPhones with the, with like 5g chips, what they'll do is they'll, if they'll turn off your Wi-Fi basically, if you got a limited plan and you let them and they'll just switch to the 5g chips so it can push out better image quality and take in a better image quality. So that really will drain your battery. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I assume, let me know, I assume that most of the people who are going to be using uh, your product live in in uh, hotter temperature areas, right? Could you tell me a little bit about, you know, who your customer is, maybe a little bit about how you're reaching them um, and, and how do you how you plan to 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 get your customers to be be early believers? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got a smartphone. And at some point in their life, they're going to encounter the your phone is overheating or the phone's screen is going to dim or it's going to start getting laggy. It happens to everyone with every phone. And the phones aren't getting better in that regard. They're, they're actually staying about the same and technically getting worse. I mean, Apple's newest iPhones, they've removed thermal, uh, thermal management components. They've removed physical components from within the phone that help keep the temperatures down. Um, and it's a big problem, especially as we now move into a, a world of, of more ubiquitous wireless charging that gets faster and faster and faster. These companies aren't doing anything to address the thermals. Uh, a great example of this is the, um, the Apple's MagSafe charger. It, it can charge your, it can fast charge your, your nice iPhone at 15 watts, but only for like 10 minutes before it overheats and it has to take it down. And the smaller iPhone doesn't have as much um, like thermal capacity. So it doesn't, it doesn't even charge at 15 watts. It's actually software capped at 7.5. So these companies know that their phones can't handle it, but yet they don't do anything about it. And that is, that is why I think my products will sell really well is because I'm actually taking a stand. I'm actually saying like, Hey, our phones are waterproof. They're extremely durable. They can go anywhere we can go. The batteries last all day, all this stuff. But the second it gets a little, a little warm outside, 
they, they're done. They can't handle it. Uh, and, I, and I'm setting out to change that. So my customers are, are people who are tech enthusiasts. They're people who want to get the most out of their device, who want to improve the longevity of their device. Because there's another thing that your the thermal state of your phone really greatly impacts the lifespan of the battery. If you are charging your phone to 100% and zero, from zero to 100% and draining it to 100% down to zero every single day, it'll halve your battery life. If you do that at anything above like 80 or 90 degrees, it'll just, you're gone. Your phone battery is going to be toasted a year. Um, and typically when you wirelessly charge your phone, you actually reach those critical levels. I mean, almost every single time you wirelessly charge your phone, you permanently damage the battery every single time. Uh, it's insane. Even the, even the nicest ones, even the ones with fans. I mean, I got, I got like five wireless charges in my room because I'm testing them and they, they all have these terrible thermals. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ones with fans, actually, especially the ones with fans, because those ones think they can get away with, with more inefficiency, but they can't, they don't. So the fans don't take away enough. Um, and then for the outside market. So, I mean, people, people go to the pool, people go outside, people go to the beach, people leave their phone on their car seat. It's better to have your phone not heat up than for it to heat up. And people usually put cases on their phone anyways. And we're not going to be pricing this case at like a hundred bucks. We're thinking like 40 bucks, something reasonable, something accessible, but it's still a technological marvel. I'm able to achieve 15 degrees of temperature difference between a, a, a white phone case and my case. Um, in fact, I got, I got both of those right here. So this is mine. This is a prototype. And then this is, this other one is just a comparison model. They're using the same type of material and everything, except for mine has the special radiative cooling paint and a 15 degree difference in, in the winter. I mean, in the summer, you can, you can get even more. So what's really incredible here is that you can going out and going to the beach or hiking or being active outside doesn't mean your phone has to stop working. In the past, that's how it was. You know, you go to the Grand Canyon with your family in the summer and you want to take a picture of the squirrel and you can't because your phone's overheating. It, it ha- I've heard that story like twice, which is crazy because oh, okay. we both involved the squirrel. So, uh, but it, it happens all the time. And so between both of these products, I really hope that people can basically take their life back, take their, take their phones back. They paid for the phone. They paid, you know, thousand dollars for the phone. They might as well be able to use it all the time. Right, right. Definitely. Do you think, do you think the incumbents do this on purpose just because they want you to come buy another phone? I mean, it benefits you either way, but uh, because they're just going to buy another phone. But why, why, why do you think they're not going through with it? On finding well, a there, there's, a, there's a few reasons. So the newest iPhone is the heaviest iPhone, not because they want it to be, but because it's stuffed full of components. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is possibly some space saving issues that they did, although they could have fit it elsewhere. These things aren't, they, they could use graphene tape that could have done a great job, but they didn't. Um, there are a few theories. Uh, the, the whole, the whole um, what's it called? Um, planned obsolescence thing that's really overblown. It's not really real. The reason your phone ends up slowing down over time is because the battery is degrading. So what happens is your battery, it, your batteries are chemical bags. Think of them like that. Think of them like water balloons filled with chemicals. There's, there's liquids in there. Um, and over time, the like your heart can get clogged, the, the pathways in which the liquids flow through to charge with discharge, those get clogged. And if they can't move fast enough, then your voltage goes down. If your voltage goes down, then you can't supply the correct voltage to the CPU. And if your CPU requests too much voltage it, and doesn't get enough, it shuts off. Mm-hmm. That's why the iPhone 6 had this big scandal where it kept shutting off. 
so what Apple, the reason Apple got in trouble for making phones slower is because they didn't tell anyone that they went, the engineers went back in, made a fix. So if your battery could not supply enough voltage, it would just wow. decrease the amount of voltage the CPU requests, which is the same thing as saying it slowed down the CPU. Right. Um, but that's just all, that's all, the, the main cause of this is a degraded battery. And what my wireless charger allows you to do is really protect your battery. Because every single time you wirelessly charge your phone, you hurt the battery, just straight up. That's pretty much a fact. Yep. But if you were able to cool it down, you, you don't hurt the battery. It's fine. It actually, it'll last way, way, way longer, maybe two, three times longer, um, especially if you have good charging habits. So, I mean, one thing I really, your listeners, if you're going to charge your phone, charge it in a cool environment mm -hmm. and keep it between 20% and 80%. Th that's the best. Your phones, yeah. you know how when you go into your settings, you can see your phone's battery health. Yes. That battery health is going to stay like at 100% for over a year if you do that. It won't even dip into the 80s within its usable life if you do that. But the problem is a lot of people, they keep their phone on the charger overnight and they keep it on a wireless charger that entire time. And it's just cooking the phone, just, just baking it. Uh, I mean, I was charging I was charging the Samsung on an $80 Samsung wireless charger with a fan in it. It's the top of the line, premium, 105 degrees. Wow. 105 degrees. The safe limit is 95. Come, uh, lithium ion batteries combust at 120. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's getting a little close to a little dangerous. Yeah. Um, and, and it's something that I want to deal with. Right. Especially when people are keeping these things under their pillow, they're keeping, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Their, yeah. Geez. Please never put your phone under your pillow. It's, that's like the worst thing you can do. <laughs> right. Right. Definitely. Um, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but not really, but, um, out of curiosity, that power saver that uh, iPhones have, does that work? I feel like it doesn't. I always tell anybody who turns it on, the yellow little light, light, light comes on on the bar. I'm just like, it doesn't work. It actually it, it does. It actually does work, but it it's, depends on what you're doing. So okay. the power saver, what it does is it decreases. First of all, it decreases brightness slightly, and that mm -hmm. helps a bit. Um, but what it mostly does is, is it eliminates background tasks. And let's just say you have some pretty aggressive apps that are constantly draining your battery. You turn that thing on, it's actually going to help. Um, it also helps. I think it helps a bit with like CPU tasks. Um, so like it'll decrease the performance slightly for some CPU tasks, but it, the difference is greater on older phones because they don't have as many uh, iPhones have two different types of cores. You got high efficiency cores and they got performance cores. And the, the high efficiency cores are getting so good in the new iPhones that, they, that they're better than the performance cores in the old iPhones. So it can get away with just you doing everything on the high efficiency cores anyway. So you don't see much of a difference on the newer phones. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Interesting. Um, why did you want to start, uh, start this, Jordan? Uh, what's the reason? What's the origin story for, for your company? Yeah. I mean, it, I was just pissed off my phone kept overheating. It really, it really bugged me because I mean, I live in Arizona. I love augmented reality and technology and I charge my phone and all this stuff. And I noticed just like my phone's just getting cooked. And I already knew that like your phone battery gets hurt by hot temperatures. I already knew that. I didn't know how much it affected. It's really a lot more than I thought. Like really temperature, temperature and state of charge are the two biggest factors in your phone's battery life. Two biggest factors. If you can get both, if you can keep your phone between 20 and 80%, if you can keep your battery below 80 degrees, right. you're set. You're good. I mean, the colder, the better up until 60 degrees. Um, and I, I'm designing my, my product to cool your phone to exactly 60 degrees to give you a thermal buffer. Um, but the problem is like almost all the wireless chargers out there, just 95 and above. 
just the minimum is 95, just destroying your phone. And there's not real, there's not real way. Apple's kind of tried with like a, a charge limiting system where once it gets to 80%, it learns from your charging habits and then slow and then like slows down and like doesn't charge until like you're ready to use or whatever. I mean, that, that's great. That does help. But, you know, if you got a kind of a random lifestyle where you're not doing the same thing every single day, it doesn't work. It'll, it'll just charge you 100% every time. Um, so they're, they're getting better, but it's, it's really just not enough. It's not enough. So I, my, my phone battery was shitting out. My phone was overheating. It was just a mess. And I was like, this is enough, enough. <laughs> so I bought a product online that kind of barely does what my product does. And it's, it's a little thing you attach to your phone, you plug it into like a wall and then it cools down your phone a little bit but it only cools like a really small area like the size of a quarter and it does it not really well and it's bulky and the button placement's weird because it covers up the volume buttons and sometimes it'll press them and turn it up to max so if you're wearing headphones you go deaf it's it was terrible it was terrible i'm like there's got to be something better there's got to be something better. so i took it apart looked at the internal components and then researched the components and then from there that's where i got the idea of i want to charge my phone too while i'm doing this why can't i just charge and cool my phone why can't it do it effectively? Because there's products out there that charge and cool your phone, but they're not effective. They're not effective at all. They charge your phone slow and they cool it poorly. Just not enough. So my thing is like, okay, why can't I, why can't you get the best of both worlds? So the products I'm developing, it's only the best. It's the fastest charging you can get. And it's the best cooling you can get. And that's what I'm trying to do. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. You're building the better. I think you have a unique perspective too. I mean, if you're building something that you yourself would be the user for it, then you, you know, you're, you, you got a winning strategy already um, because you know that you can't be the only one. I mean, it's relatable. A lot of people, you know, have a problem with, you know, their phone dying so quickly, you know, they can't catch some of the best moments either on, you know, uh, their friends are texting them or they miss, you know, recording a video while va on vacation. So definitely man, uh, sweet. And so what would you say um, is an average work day uh, for you building your company? I know that's kind of a hard question for founders because an average day is hard to describe, but essentially what I'm asking is how do you operate? You know, like uh, what, what's your role? What do you do? Yeah. So I, right now I've got nine interns. Um, so we, I think the only regular thing that I do is a weekly meeting. Uh, so for, for this year it's on friday so we have our weekly team meetup and uh i have a head engineer who delegates tasks he gets it i love this guy actually he gets it mm -hmm. um so i have no trouble letting him just kind of run free and design the product um he came up with with this i don't i know it's a podcast so you just can't see but um yeah 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 but he came up with with this design this is just the back plate for the wireless charger and um it's, it's a pretty slick design it looks pretty dope um, and right now I'm actually printing the, the front part right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really, what I try to do is I try to make sure that the, that the, the pieces are set. So when the teams go and execute, it goes, it goes right. So like, for instance, for the, for the, the case that gets colder in the sun, I don't, I don't own the radiative cooling paint IP, but I'm you know, I'm talking and negotiating with the company that owns it right now. And I'm trying to get it. So I have a deal such that when I get that stuff, all the dominoes are ready. So my team can execute and we can get this thing made and on the market quickly, trying to get everything set up. So I'm setting up dominoes all the time. 
mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to get like uh, CAD licenses for for my engineers to make sure they can all get on the same page. And I'm really trying to make sure sure there's fuel in the system that is my employees. I try and take care of them. Cool. Good. Good. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think it's also a good way to just you know have talent with you, you know, recruit talent is, is by taking care of them for sure. So definitely. Um, and what would you say is the big vision for, uh, for Shea Technologies? So looking 10 years, 10 years out into the future, what, where would you like to see your company in the world? Are you developing newer things? Are you, you know, expanding on things or wh- where would you like to be? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things I want to do. Um, it, it, a lot of them require more capital. So that's kind of why I'm doing this. It's like something I can do that I can I can build this and get capital from it. Um, but I really do. I really do want to make the best of whatever I do. It has to be the best. Mm-hmm. So the, I'm going to keep perfecting this radiative cooling case until it is the best. And I'm going to keep, and I'm going to work on other technologies too. I want to make a screen protector version, which is really difficult, but I think I can do it. I have, I have theories on how to make it work. Uh, and then wireless chargers, that's, that's I feel like that's kind of a dead end because like there's only so great you can make a charger before you're playing the waiting game where you're waiting for the phones to get better to match the chargers. Because um, right now the phones can charge at, you know, at certain speeds, but you can get a transmitter for the wireless charger that charges like 20 times faster. It's, your phone can't accept it. So it's, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? I have to wait. Um, I mean, so it's future proof, but no. Um, I guess there's other things I want to do. It depends. It depends on how I want to do branding, I guess. But I do want to get into the into smart weaponry. I do want to do that because actually the technology I'm developing now do transfer over into smart weaponry field. So, for instance, for rail guns, rail guns have a big problem, and that's that they overheat. And you know, I'm making things that keep your phone cool. I mean, a rail gun's basically just a large phone. I mean, that's not really true, but in my mind, it is. It's, a piece of metal that's smart mm-hmm. um so i do want to make smart rail gun systems you know things with the cameras on them that can auto target um targets or maybe like hit certain parts of their body so you can you like hit the head every time and hit that every time or hit the shoulder every time so i think i guess my pitch for for the smart weaponry thing is is imagine like a venn diagram chart uh, one of them is guns the other one is like tasers or, or rubber bullets or something non-lethal People usually don't carry both. They only carry one, which means if they're in a situation where they need the other, they don't have the choice. So they only use that one, which means on average, the aggregate is that people are getting unnecessarily shot when just because the person does not have any other choice. You know, maybe the attacker has a knife and you have a gun. You could use a taser, but you don't have a taser. It's unfortunate. Or you, you, maybe the person mistakenly thinks that you can shoot them in the leg and they'll be okay because they don't want to kill them. But they don't know because they watch Terminator. They don't know that your leg is full of arteries and if you nick one, you're dead. You're dead in minutes. You'll bleed out. Your leg is probably one of the worst places to get shot. Yeah. It's just so many blood vessels. You, you will bleed out and die. Um, and they don't know that. And so they accidentally, they accidentally kill these people. Mm. Um, I mean, they're still assailants, but I mean, they're also humans. And my idea is why not have a railgun system, just smart railgun system on a gimbal that auto targets and you can set it your choice. You can set it lethal by default or non-lethal by default. You can choose. And by giving people that choice, maybe they can switch it. They can have a switch or something and be like, okay, I think this person's not really totally that threat, but I do want to, I do want to put them down. Not permanently, but I do want to put them down. I want to make them stop. Non-lethal. Boom, boom, boom. 
you can have it quick setting, hit the knee. If because you hit their knee with a rail gun, it's not going to cause any internal bleeding. Mm-hmm. It'll hurt a lot and it might break something, but it's not going to cause any internal bleeding. And with the smart systems, um, with like a camera, AIs can figure out skeleton frames for your body. So that you can tell it like it hit the wrist and it'll like just nail it every single time. Um, and it's all, it's all math, basically. It's all trajectory systems. It knows exactly how fast the projectile is moving. You can kind of estimate where the person's hand is going to be. You can hit parts of the body really easy. And that means that on aggregate, these types of weapons, these smart weapons will save lives. They will mm-hmm. save lives. A weapon right. that saves lives. Right. Yeah. I mean, for the purpose of self-defense, obviously you don't, you're defending yourself. And if you can defend yourself without, you know, you know, pretty much just taking the person out, you just want to, you know, like set them aside, be like, okay, you know, like that's, that was like, that's a warning. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, so yeah. definitely. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, phone cases to, to smart weaponry, uh, weapon, that weaponry, I can't, I can't even pronounce it, but no, I like it. I like, I like where you're headed. Um, I like that, you know, you, you have a strategy or a man with a plan. And since they both require the same technology, you, you seem like, you know, what you're going to do with that technology. Sweet. So, um, going into uh, some of my final questions, what's an ask that you have for the Founders Party community? Um, our listeners, you know, they're listening. Is there any way that the community could help you? Are you are you fundraising? Are you hiring? Are you looking for potential people to be customers or to test out the product sometimes? You know, what, what can the community do to help you? Yeah, there's all sorts of things. So right now, I, I haven't set up, I haven't quite set up like an investment page. But if you if you are your heart is burning to support Porsche Technologies, we do have merch you can buy on our website, um, and we will have a Kickstarter going soon. Um, I, I'm just waiting on some renders for the product right now. I'm just waiting on renders because Kickstarter campaign is nothing without good renders. So I, I got to get some product renders done, and then I'm going to set up a Kickstarter, and then I'll be open to investment there, backing it'll it'll be it'll be pretty awesome. But basically. Um, check out Forche Technologies website, sign up for the newsletter. There's a little, we're not sending out anything yet, but we're just collecting emails. So if you want to stay involved, see the story, see where we're going. We also have an Instagram that isn't operational yet, but it's, it's there. It's Forche Technologies. Um, and it's spelled F O U R C H E R technologies, like the number four and then sure. Um, so that's, that's what you guys can do. We got merch, we got Instagram, we got newsletter. Um, just stay in the loop with those things and watch the journey. Right on. Yeah. And I'll also uh, put the website in the show description. So feel free to head over to check out their website. Um, it's four and then uh, like chair, like the singer share. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, .com uh, technologies. Um, and I'll say, I'll put that in the show description, but sweet. And how, what's the best way someone could reach you, Jordan, you know, uh, yeah. to learn more about the company like are you on linkedin are you on twitter are you on social media what's the best way to talk about forche technologies with you yeah i think the best the best way is um you can actually message me through my website uh, all the it's just like a ask us a question or whatever thing or you can find me on instagram it's just jordan forche uh you can find me there um i'll respond to dms you know um but yeah just either of those places and you can also find my email my company email on the website as well it's at the very bottom Perfect. Perfect. Well, it was a pleasure having you on, Jordan. I appreciate you taking the time to talk about what you're building. It's good to see you again. And, uh, and uh, I wish you all the best while you're building. So we'll keep in touch and, and I'm excited for you, man. Thanks, Benny. Good talking to you.